Welcome to the Fight for Yourself podcast. I'm Michelle O'Connor, and I'm transforming my life one little choice at a time. Let's do this. Episode 46, 10 Tips for Creating the Change You Want to See in Your Life. Well, hi friends. I am so happy to be here talking with you today, and especially about this topic. It is definitely my jam, but before we get into all of that, I did want to say that I hope that you are somehow finding a way to thrive during this time. This has been very hard, this time of quarantine and unrest, and it's been a very challenging year in so many ways. And it's easy to see the downside of it all. It's very apparent. The hardships we have faced from loneliness and depression on one end to severe grief and loss on the other end of the spectrum. As you may or may not know, I lost my mother this year, and through that loss, I've definitely been in the dark depths this year, for sure. But I do want to say that out of those ashes of all of that grief, I've also found some strength and resilience that I wasn't sure that I had. In fact, I just found out that I passed my board exam for health and wellness coaching. Yay! Um, and I tell you that because I was actually supposed to take that exam early this year, but I had to postpone to care for my mom in her last days. She made me promise that I would continue my work and pass that exam later. And because of that promise to her, I continued to study in isolation when I didn't want to. And I'll tell you, I, I really, there were times where I very, very much struggled in making that happen through terrible bouts of grief and lack of motivation, but I did it, Mom, and it paid off. I sat for the exam in November, and I did it. Somehow, she knew that having a focus, whether I wanted to or not, would somehow help me move forward in all of this. All of this is to say, this year has been tremendously difficult. And even through all of it, there have been moments of light and important things that these difficulties are teaching us. Now that may be annoying to hear, but it's true, so hear me out. I know it's popular to call 2020 a dumpster fire, and, you know, I understand why. But how could we reframe that? Words matter. And when we focus on negativity all of the time, more negativity ensues. And I'm not saying that we need to have toxic positivity about everything, but I do believe that when we speak of this year with only negative terms, only negative things come from that. I truly believe that. And so I ask, what did this year teach you? What did it bring up that you needed to deal with? 
What are the ways that you've actually thrived? It's something to consider, especially because we're nearing the end of the year and it's a great time for reflection. These are really important questions to ask ourselves as we move into the new year. And while things won't magically change on January 1st, it's naturally a time for reflection, renewal, and most importantly, hope. It seems like folks are either in one camp or the other when it comes to New Year's. Either they don't believe in resolutions at all, or they're all in on resolutions, at least for about a week or two. The problem is this enthusiasm is usually short-lived. My thoughts are this. Why not use this time of extra motivation and hope for the new year to really dig in on some changes you'd like to see in your life? This is a perfect time for it. If you're feeling hesitant because of the many years that you did not stick with your resolutions in the past, that's understandable. And my thoughts are simply that we need a little hope and a skilled guide to help you follow through with your goals. And that is why you've got me. I've literally spent years not only succeeding on my own personal goals and through that transformed my whole life, but I'm also a trained and now board certified coach. I don't know if you know my story, but in long story short, in 2016, I was 260 pounds, unhappy, unhealthy, and ready to change my life. And little by little, I did. And now I'm a healthy weight, over 110 pounds lighter. But more importantly, I've learned a lot in this process how to be well all around and transform yourself step by step. Creating goals and lasting change in other people now is now literally what I do every single day. So in the spirit of new year and renewal, I thought I would outline specific strategies to make a change in your life. These are tried and true methods to really transforming and moving beyond that first week of excitement and then the fizzle out slash feel guilty demoralized cycle that we, you know, many of us get into, especially in the new year. I know you know what I mean. We get so gung-ho. We are, we've got the gym membership We've got a plan. We are going to make all of these changes, and we are very enthusiastic about it, but that's short-lived. And so I want to give you actual strategies to help keep that going, help build the life that you deserve. It just is a skill that you need to develop, and that's what I do every day. And so that's what I want to share with you. I'm going to share my mix of personal experience, and actual professional training so that I can help guide you through this process. Now is your time to make things happen. So let's cultivate some hope and back it up with some solid skills. 
You are worth the effort, my friend. So today we're going to dive into 10 tips for creating that change you want to see in your life. But wait, before we get started, pause this episode and go to the show notes of this episode um, because I've created a worksheet with all of these strategies that you can download, print out, and work on. Just go to fightforyourself.net and click on this episode. It'll be front and center, and you will find it right there. Okay, have you done it? Let's dive in. Okay, the 10 tips to making real, sustainable change in your life. Tip number one, take inventory and assess where you are first. These are in order. Listen, I know change can be overwhelming. You see a lot of areas that you'd like to improve on, from your health to relationships to your career or your work life. So where do you begin? If you want to see change in all of these areas, where do you begin? You begin with taking an inventory of these different areas of your life. How are things going? Dig into each area and let yourself just write it all down. How is your health right now? Your relationships? Your status at work or school? How do you feel about those certain areas and what would you like to see change in those areas? It's important to take the time to do personal inventory. Get it all out on the page to get a realistic view of how things are going in every area of your life. I know you can be tempted to kind of push through to the goal setting or resolution setting, uh, but I implore you to sit back, take some inventory on each of these areas just so you can get a grand picture of how things are going. You can use the worksheet that I created as a tool to make this personal inventory much easier. I've laid it all out there for you. Which brings us to tip number two. As you step back and take a look at the status of things, offer yourself some understanding. If you're looking through each section and thinking, uh, yes, I'd like to see change here and here and here and here, please just give yourself a little love in that moment. Letting go of judging yourself is a very important part of creating space for change to happen. Let me say that again. Letting go of judging yourself is a very important part of creating the space for change to happen. Change is hard, and this year has been extra hard. Beating yourself up at the status of things does not help. In fact, with most of my clients, this is where they get in their own way. Do not get in your own way by being hard on yourself. Just let whatever is there be there and offer yourself some understanding like you would someone else. 
As you take a look at your personal inventory, put your hand on your heart. Just go with me on this. Right now, take, put your hand on your heart and say, It's okay, sweetheart. You did the best you could at the time. Let's say it again. Hand on your heart. Say, It's okay, sweetheart. You did the best you could at the time. It works. I really cannot stress enough how important this step is in laying the foundation for real change to happen. You cannot hate yourself into a better life. We've all tried it, right? Just shaming ourselves into change, that doesn't work. It doesn't work and it gets in your way. Instead, actively cultivate some understanding for where you are right now. What if you tried that? Okay, tip number three. After you've taken inventory and offered yourself some kindness, narrow down the change you want to make to one area. I know this can be hard when there are so many things you'd like to see look differently in your life. But trust me, this step is important. On your worksheet, circle the one area that feels the most important to you. The one that your gut says is top priority. Don't overthink it, just pick one. I'm hoping that you will really follow this format because I've seen it time and time again. Biting off more than you can chew and then failing quickly. So let's just pick one area, one at a time. The biggest mistake people make when trying to change their lives is tackling too many things at once. Doing that just leads to overwhelm, burnout, and failure on all fronts. Just trust me, pick one. What? feels the most important to you right now? What is the area where you can take that first step towards a new life? Okay, tip number four. Cultivate inspiration from other people. Surround yourself with folks that are making big changes in their lives that motivate you. Now, you might be thinking, that's kind of hard right now, Michelle. Uh, we're in lockdown, and I can't really do that. And to that, I say there's a lot of other ways to surround yourself with inspiration. And here are some ideas that I try. I cultivate my social media feed to be people and accounts that are doing things I'm interested in, or similar um, style people trying to make changes. Follow awesome people that are motivating to you, not that make you feel bad, but that are motivating to you. Get some books that will inspire you. Uh, I have a lot of recommendations on that, starting with Miracle Morning or The Big Leap or the five-second book, I think it's called, by Mel Robbins. There's a lot of inspiring books. Find some, read them, cultivate and that inspiration 
and surround yourself with it. You can find, you know, podcasts. Hello, you're already listening to one. Um, Movies, transformation movies. Those always work for me. Blogs, whatever it is, whatever resonates with you, find it. Surround yourself. Join groups on Facebook. Join groups on Reddit. Surround yourself in a virtual way with books and groups and inspirational leaders and blogs and movies, whatever it is. Find it. Okay, tip number five. Explore what barriers might come up and how to pivot around them. Let's get real. Obstacles are going to happen. They're going to pop up and try to get in your way. So what might those be? Although although things pop up unexpectedly, we can often predict the usual suspects, right? For example, if you decide you'd like to eat healthier, you're, you're rolling along, you're doing fairly well, and you're feeling good, and then maybe somebody's birthday comes up, which means that there are treats around. And how could you plan for that? You know this birthday's coming up. How could you plan for that? Instead of completely giving up, how might you be smart and choose to enjoy a smaller portion of a treat and then keep trucking on with your healthy eating plan? Too many times people let a barrier that pops up get in their way and then they just give up. However, if you take a little time and try to foresee what those might be, it can really, really help. Knowing your life and what obstacles may come up can help you be more successful with the change you want to make. On your worksheet, take a few moments to brainstorm some of those and how you will adapt and pivot around them. Tip number six. This one's related to the tip we just talked about, but tip number six is how to make a realistic plan and think it through. When you're making a plan for your day or for your week, it can be tempting to go all in. Oh, you're in. You're motivated. You're feeling really, really ready. And then think that you will go so hard this week. You can create a perfect plan that looks so good on paper. But friends, it's just not realistic. When you make a quote-unquote perfect plan like that, that you just can't live up to, you not only don't follow through, but you also create feelings of failure about yourself more and more and more, just layers of those feelings of failure. I knew I would give up. I knew I wouldn't really do it. So you've gone from totally motivated to feeling like a big loser. And let's just get off that wheel. Don't set yourself up to fall short. Work hard to think through what you have going on and what will actually be sustainable. That is your mission. Being as realistic as you can when you create your plan. Our brain lights up when we achieve something that we set out to do, no matter how small. It loves it. If I have a list of things I need to do in a day, and I put down every single little thing so that I can cross that out, and my brain lights up, and it floods your body with all those great feelings, 
So keep that in mind when you're mapping out your plan. Your brain wants you to succeed. So make those targets small and doable and realistic for you. Be realistic, start small, and think it through. I promise this will make you feel more successful and be more successful in creating this change. Okay, friends, tip number seven. Commit and keep your promise to yourself. I know some of you out there, commit is a dirty word, but when it comes to yourself, commitment is everything. Once you have gotten real with yourself and made a realistic plan, make a commitment to it. If you don't commit fully, you are way less likely to make it happen. I like to think of it as keeping my promise to myself. I mean, think about it. Why put in all of this planning effort without following it up with a true commitment? And no, I'm sure that you pride yourself on keeping your commitments to other people. So do the same for yourself. And as a backup plan to that, if it helps, tell someone you trust about the plan you've made so that they can help you stay accountable. But no matter what, Commit to the plan that you've made. Write it out. Look at it several times a day. I'll say it again so it sticks in your brain. Keep your promise to yourself. I know you can do it. Okay, tip number eight. At regular intervals, like at the end of a day or the end of the week, assess how it went. It's important to look back and see how it went. What did you learn? Look over how things went and what did and did not work. And this is important. Do it without judgment. What do you think you might change this week to keep making progress? Get curious about it. Again, what did you learn from what didn't go well? These are important questions you can think on as you make a revised plan for a new week or a new day. No need to beat yourself up. It's all a learning process. If you get curious about what does work and doesn't work for you, not only are you finding out about yourself, but you're figuring out ways to make change that really work for you. So assess at the end of a day or a week or both to find out what you learned. Okay, tip number nine. This one's my favorite. Celebrate every little win. Now hear me out here. It might not feel natural to do so, but I want you to seek out the wins along the way. Did you make it happen today despite not feeling like it? Celebrate that. Did you get up on time and start your day out right like you'd planned? Celebrate that. Positivity breeds positivity, and when you seek out ways to congratulate yourself on a job well done, your brain rewards you for that. It feels good. Over time, this becomes a habit, and your life then is filled with positive action and emotion. Trust me, it works. You are actively creating a more positive life and cultivating the habits that will push you towards the change that you want to see. And it could be fun 
I promise you it can be fun if you decide to celebrate everything you do. And finally, tip number 10 is a combo of someone's before. Adjust your plan and commit to consistency. Above all, any plan that you can stick to is the one for you. No matter what anyone else is doing, the one that you can stick to is the one for you. Make consistency and habit your ultimate goal. I have to say it again. Make consistency in habit your ultimate goal. No matter how small that little habit is, stick with it. Repeat after me. Consistency is my ultimate goal. I'm listening. Okay, say it again with me. Consistency is my ultimate goal. If things aren't working as they are, or if you bite off more than you can chew, then simply adjust your plan and commit again so that you can be consistent. This is about getting to know yourself and what does work and not work for you. But the number one goal is consistency. Commitment to that is the difference between people who make resolutions and then fall off two weeks later and you and how you're making small changes and staying with them. You are consistent and you can do this. The road to change is not some exciting, flashy process all the time. It's not about the immediacy of a before and after photo. It's what happens day after day in between those before and after photos. It's the buildup of small habits that you build consistency around over time. It's about getting to know yourself and what habit changes work for you. I hope this was a helpful start in making a change plan for yourself um, as you enter 2021. This is your year, my friend. I know you can do it. Get in those trenches. Go to fightforyourself.net and click on this episode. It's right front and center and download your goal worksheet and start creating a plan to make it happen. Realistic, awesome, small changes, step by step. You are worth the effort. See you in 2021. Thank you for listening to my story. Every download means so much to me, and if this message means something to you, please write a review in iTunes, share our Insta posts, and check out fightforyourself.net if you need a little inspiration. Remember, reviews in iTunes mean we reach more people with a message of everyday empowerment. So that's it for this episode. I'm hoping that you will kind of take a glance at your life uh, through the lens of risk-taking and see what you could find out about yourself. Thank you for listening to this one, and I hope you stick with me for future episodes because I have so much more to say.